I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Monday. Only two players in NBA history prior to the start of this playoff had scored 50-plus points twice in a series. Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson. Now that list doubles. Mitchell from the Jazz, Murray from the Nuggets, and they're not the only ones scoring. 13 of 14 games of Denver's have gone over the total. Boston wins game one. Somebody had to. Though the Vegas market has upgraded Boston, downgraded Toronto much, much more than expected. Another unexpected point spread after OKC got crushed and now facing elimination. Typically, some sort of bounce back would be expected. But no, Houston is even a bigger favorite tonight by five and a half points. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live on a Monday, live from Las Vegas and live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. Jam-packed, baby. Jam-packed. Steve Fezzik in studio. He's got a little smugness on his face. I hate that. But if it helps the audience wins, I can deal with it. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports fans to know more than their buddies. Now, he's a Joe. He's not a pro. He's in Los Angeles. Jonas Knox. Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we've got NFL training camp coverage around the league, we've got an MLB trade deadline that just came and went. What is the Vegas lead here on this Monday? Well, my first question before I decide on the topic, you just did three hours of the Gottlieb show? Yes. And that's been just one long warm-up. Yeah, that's the undercard. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. All right, so yeah. whatever you talked. Now, were you by yourself, or who was with you? No, with uh, Dan Byer, John uh, Ramos, Mister. I like DeSager. to say Mr. Dan Byer, myself. Yeah, Mr. Dan Byer. So you probably had, what, 32 takes in three hours? Uh, 30. Yes. Yeah, I would say 30. So not get quite your 32. best two and a half ready to go, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll be ready to rock. I think we got to go with this Murray and Denver and Mitchell. I mean, think about this. From the from time immemorial, from the beginnings of time till now, two players had scored 50-plus points twice in a series. One's the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, and the other one's known by initials also, A.I. Iverson. Now, there's four people on the list. And I want to start just as a fan, to be honest. We, I mean, money is one of the drivers, baby. Cold cash over hot takes. But the fact of the matter is, you don't get into this business if you're not a fan. I'm a fan. I'm flabbergasted. And we talked about it in the headlines. The idea that in the bubble, Denver's had 14 games. 13 has had more scoring than expected over the total. 
But, you know, mostly as a fan, let's start with you, Jonas. I mean, how impressed are you? It it was awesome to watch those guys. Because you recall back in the day the Dominique Wilkins-Larry Bird shootout where they were going back and forth in that, in that battle they had. I, and I think it was in a playoff game. And here we are. We're getting to see Jamal Murray. He puts up 50. Donovan Mitchell lost and still put up 44. He was very angry about it. This is after he put up a 50 spot earlier in the series. So I'm a big fan of defense. But I do like a little bit of spice mixed in. And so when you get this stuff thrown in there and you get these two guys going off like that, it's just really, really fun basketball to watch. Is that some street code, spice? No, that's just my, my street code. Oh, okay. Weekend I didn't know if that was some hint, like yeah. a wink out to the <laughs> you know, potential deviants out there. You know, it was like, <laughs> I like spice. It's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> All right. I accept it because, I mean, listen, married man now. So, I mean, I trust <laughs> it. Is I think what's more impressive, and maybe, Fez, you can get the numbers, is if you just look at Murray and you look at Mitchell scoring, the games they haven't scored 50, it's seemingly every game's over 30. It's like 30 or 36, 42, 50. I mean, on a per average, I I mean, I, don't, I wonder. I was going to do this research, and I didn't. Did anyone see it? If you add up the, top, the two top scorers in the series – and that number, and, I, and I'm thinking, I think these guys are about set, were over 70 points combined. Has any series had the two scorers leading to 70 points? Gosh, I would I, think I not. Know. Yeah. Maybe we'll look at that. Mackenzie, check that out maybe over the break. But, Fez, when you think about it, and again, you're a better first. You're kind of um, singularly focused on taking other people's money. <laughs> But Woody, did you have any fandom moments? None at all, RJ, because other people were taking my money. Call me stubborn. Call me dogmatic. I think there's other words than that, but go ahead. I went under again after both these teams shot 46 and 47% in game five. I said, there's no way that can continue. And I was correct as both teams poured in 50% from three-point land And get this, Murray made 75% of his three-pointers. Mitchell made two-thirds of them. It was an incredible shooting display. That was the worst minute of radio in the history of radio, I think. Now now (laughs) we have, we we actually have the counterpoints. Sometimes we say, put that, you know, wrap that up for the Hall of Fame. I mean, you literally just, how many numbers did you just name? I mean, nine? Let me let me try to Jones. Tell me if this works a little better. <laughs> These mofo's been shooting the lights out. <laughs> I mean, it, it, here's what you got to know, Jones. I mean, you're learning about Fezzik as you go, right? Yes. I mean, two years in, you're just starting to peel back the first layer. Yeah. And if he loses, he he takes it as a personal affront. So instead of saying, "Hey, that's the way the ball bounces," or "Hey, RJ told him not to do this," instead. He'll go, does not compute, does not compute. And he starts just <laughs> rattling off numbers. Uh. And so, somehow he was allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, typically I would have turned his mic off, but, you know, because I wanted to hear him talk about his loss. So, Fez, at what point? So, let me ask you, was it a normal bet you had on the under? No, I made a big bet. Now, that doesn't make a ton of sense, does it? <laughs> I mean, what's your record against me? 
It is, I think, 26%. I mean, it's, the be- it's been a bad 15 months for you. With no me, d- against you've you. Been, you've been winning like crazy. So when I pick you off, you think, you think, you know, RJ's really made a compelling case, and I'll make it again. That the bubble, we rattled off like six reasons scoring was up. The focus, and, 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 and at minimum, you could make the case that these teams were potentially getting fatigued from all the scoring, a long, grueling series. And that the hiatus helped them. Now, did you calculate for that? I actually saw that the other games with the hiatus caused a little bit of a reduction in scoring. Oh and my God. foolishly, I so thought it might invo- translate to this game. You were so involved in this. So did you watch every play? <laughs> no. Did you watch the end? Yes. At what point did it go over? How much time was left? There was about a minute left when it it hit over. So when there was a minute 30 left, did you still hope against hope it would stay under? Yes, and there was a banked three that went in, and at that (laughs) point I said, I'm dead. Oh, my gosh. If you you had 94 points scored between two guys and it still only hit the over with a minute and change left, it's almost like those two guys are responsible for Fez's mood today. Or he's responsible for his stubbornness for the mood. I'm R.J. Bell. He's Steve Fezzik. The guy's the only guy to win two Super Contests. I don't know. He hasn't won one for a little while. But (laughs) I'm going to make the case that just maybe, and this is called, I think they call it a swerve, right, in wrestling, just maybe I like the under in Game 7. I'm not sure, though. (laughs) And I'm being serious. Here's why. If you look at historically, and we're going back to 2003, how do Game 7s typically get uh, the odds put on them when it comes to the over-under? So what's the typical number? And what we found out is the line is five points lower than the first six games of the series on average. So you got all these different games, and lo and behold, there's Game 7, and the average is down five points. On the total. So let's say, for example, historically, the first six games have been 197 with the total. In game seven, it was 192. So now, why is that? It's because they believe the betting market, and it's, it's bared out, that the pressure of a game seven, the intensity, it, 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 the defensive focus, the conservativeness, you know, it's like the first quarter of a Super Bowl. We talk about that sometimes, you know, during the Super Bowl, and it usually goes under. Five points. Now, the line in game six that Fez lost was 218 and a half. Correct, Fez? Yes. The current number for game seven is? The same, 218 and a half. So, effectively, you could make the case, though, you, if you're – a novice, or if you're savvy and just missed it, or if you're any other show that talks about sports gambling, <clears throat> you would say, wow, after all those totals, it's still the same as game six? Gimme, gimme, gimme over. No. I'm not saying don't go over, though I wouldn't. At a minimum, it's a pass. I'm saying the fact that historically game sevens go down five points, this baby has stayed flat, means effectively... This, the total's been brought up five points. Do you agree with that, Fez? I do, and obviously a reaction to the fact that these guys, as you said, are just bombing away and making all their shots. Except this is the first real reaction because that big, you know, that big, uh, oh, it was 216, it went up to 218 and a half. Come on. 
It was. It, it really hasn't adjusted in a major way till now, right? It has not. Almost all these totals have been right around 218 on average. But you could still say, but the pace, the pace. Oh, you didn't even say, but how was the pace in game six? Pace was slow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's the question. What are you doing in game seven? Now, listen, go- by, oh, whoa, we got to say this. We got three best bets already this show. Three best bets. We got one coming up at the bottom of the hour. We're going to give right after the break. I got one on tonight's NBA, and you've got one on the NFL, a season win on Tampa Bay, over or under. We'll see. So I say what you do is I say you tape for tomorrow's show. You're not in typically Tuesday. People don't do packs on Tuesday, so you don't come in. And I think that you tape it, and we reveal it tomorrow. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. Jonas, what do you think he'll do? I think he's going to be stubborn, just to make a statement. I think he's going to take – I think he'll take the under again because he got – he feels like he got screwed over in this last game. He's going to come back and want to make sure that his strategy and his approach is exactly the same, and it was the result that was wrong, not him. Oh, you you got him figured out at this point. <laughs> Darn, that's the best pick you've made in two years right there, baby. I mean, Fez, did he just nail you or what? Jonas knows me. Ah. (laughs) All right. Well, here's the commitment I'll make. If Fez doesn't bet it under with his pick, I'm going under tomorrow. But if he does, I'm not because I don't want to get involved. I stay away (laughs) from that kind of stuff. The ego-driven stuff I stay away from. All right. So let's do this. When we come back, we promised, and it's coming, we've got a best bet for the 630 tip. Don't miss it. That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will take a preview and a look at the game tipping off in the bubble coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Yeah, game's coming up in 10 or so, but pick's coming up in about a minute, and it's a best bet from Fez. That's one of not two, but three best bets the rest of this hour. All free. All free. No money back guarantee, though. It's a great day to listen. We are the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year. Thank you so much for the support. And as you can see, this is going to be a great, the best football season yet. You can listen on 225 stations from coast to coast right here in Las Vegas. 103 degrees. And the neon is pumping. So, RJ, the East Semis final matchup between the Heat and the Bucks tips off in about 10 minutes from now. Game one on TNT and right now on pregame.com. Milwaukee is a five-point favorite. You know, Jonas, I was thinking about it. When you were gone, and we're going to talk about this game later, your Houston pick didn't look so good. I know. So I didn't have any chance to make fun of you, and then boom – all of a sudden, well, I guess I did, but you know there was so much going on with the <laughs> with the uh, boycott or whatever wildcat strike. But now you're up again, so we'll see what I do in that. I'm going to have a pick in that OKC Houston. I, I don't ba- know if you have I, any ideas where I'm going to go. I, I base my day offs about what happens in that series, whether or not I can come in. It's oh, wait all, a minute. All wait a minute. Are you, are you being sardonic? <laughs> sardonic is not a good look for like a guy, an all-American boy like you. All right? So I'll, 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 I'll let it go. 
Faz, you got a best bet. I do. I like Miami plus five. RJ, what's not to like about the Miami Heat that have looked awesome in the playoffs? 4-0 straight up and against the spread against the Pacers. They won every one of those games by nine or more points. So Jimmy Butler, Drogic, these guys missed some time in the last eight games in the bubble. But once they've come back in the playoffs, they are playing with passion. They're playing very well. Also, the matchup is good for Miami here. Miami shoots threes very well from the perimeter. Second best shooting team from three ball land in the NBA. And what's Milwaukee's defensive weakness? Giving up threes. They've given up the most threes per game of any team in the NBA. I like Miami. Plus the five now. Oh, plus the five now. So you had it five and a half earlier. You don't care about those half points, right? (laughs) I care, but just in the pat, just in the last ninety seconds, the screen just went black and dropped down to five. Well, now that's honesty right there. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't have him cowering in fear, he would never have told you that. But I mean, we are so focused on the the value, really, to the audience. I'm not sure I agree with this, but let's get the fans' perspective first, Jonas. What's your gut feeling on? And, and Fads, first, what is the series price? The underdog Miami is plus 375. Okay, and the lay price? Lay minus 450 on Milwaukee. I don't think it's 450. Is it 450 and, and, and 375? On second. Yeah, check that out. Jonas, what do you, who do you like in the series? I picked the Heat uh, before the playoffs started when we did our Fox Sports Radio Ooh. bracket. So I have the Heat winning this series, but the closer we get to the actual start of the series, I feel less and less confident about it. Really? Because yeah. th- is this some weird contrarian that everything seems to be pointing to Miami? Yeah. It just, or is it because Fez has Miami? Well, no, no. It's be, it's mostly because Milwaukee struggled, and a lot of people thought, okay, well, they're in trouble now. And then when they stepped on the gas, it was almost like they got a wake-up call. Like, they received a wake-up call while they were there and realized, we got to start playing better basketball. And although you didn't need to play outstanding to take care of the Orlando Magic, the bottom line is, they still got it done. And I just look at it and say, who's got the best player on the floor? And it's still Milwaukee and so for me that's why I'm a little bit hesitant to stick with my Miami pick although to be honest uh, I I will do so for the show Uh, you will do so okay well no but listen yeah and here's the thing we as the information is revealed we reconsider if you got kings and hold them flop comes up queen seven three rainbow you're looking pretty good Ace comes on the turn, mm, not so good, though it matters if someone would be, let's say, calling with an ace. you got to play it all. So right now, if you had to re-pick it, well, no, I don't think that's fair. Because, Well, I guess you could never win that way, but for you, 50% would. Now, listen, if you pick both sides, you're not getting a one-on-one because <laughs> you're not going to let you improve your record right. that way. Right. <laughs> so, Fez, what was the actual line when you tried to fake it? All right, Milwaukee's actually minus 436. Money has just come in on Miami on the series price as well. So Miami's down to plus so, 344. So right when Jonas said that, it just, I mean, dude, <laughs> I mean, now you're moving markets. Right. I mean, that, hey, uh, America, <laughs> no, no. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik. So, Fez, break that down percentage wise, because, you know, when you rattle, again, you're doing a lot of numbers today, but. Uh, I know really effectively that's the only way you can do the money line, though it gets confusing when you say like 476 or, you know, so round it up to the nearest uh, 25 cents and maybe do the 
uh, quick back of the napkin on the percentages if you don't have it right in front of you. Yeah, so 80% Milwaukee will win. Milwaukee's approximately minus 450. Miami plus 350 implies an 80% Milwaukee wins. And you tried to act like you knew it, and I could tell by your voice you didn't. I mean, how, how do you ever think you're going to get anything over on me? <laughs> Does that bother you? It, it Me bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's why I kind of like Milwaukee tonight, so I don't agree with Fez. I'm not betting against him. It's a lean. But here's why. These two teams played in March, and that seems like a long time ago, but effectively it was the most recent you know, time they had played. Now, they played in the bubble, but a lot of starters sat. So in that March game, effectively the line, the game was in Miami, but if you take out home court, which there is no home court here, the line would have been Milwaukee by seven. Now it's down to five. It was five and a half a few minutes ago. So here's the question. What's changed? I think it's fair to say that Miami gets an upgrade. Um, Though it's interesting, Faz, you go, Miami, uh, they won those games easily by by nine, by nine. What was the average margin of victory for Milwaukee? Milwaukee won four games by 14. They lost one by 12. So there should be about 10 that Milwaukee won by. So why aren't you talking about that? Well, Milwaukee got to play a much easier opponent in Orlando. Oh, the seventh versus the eighth seed. Just a huge difference. <laughs> right? Okay. So when you're in Fezzik world, look out, right? Because he's going to find all – he's going to say the wind was blowing even though it was inside. Who knows? To me – you also kind of, I think it's unfair to roll more. I mean, Milwaukee had laid an egg, no doubt about it. But Jonas is right. If they're going to lay an egg at any point, doing it in the first game after a really poor bubble performance in the lead-up games, effectively their point different or their um, efficiency was the worst of any of the teams. The worst Milwaukee. So to start slow, I think, shows in that one game shows the lack of wisdom of maybe not focusing on the eight games leading up. But once they had that scare, they've won by, as you said, 14 points a game. I don't think if you told me, hey, best team, uh, you know, uh, for the season, the regular season, and at the end of the year, regular season, they slowed it down a little bit, took the foot off the gas. They had a real bad first game, a shocker, and then they swept them out by double digits every game. What do you do with that team? I don't think you downgrade them. If it, if it was the Lakers, you wouldn't. that's an interesting point. What have you done with the Lakers? And what have you done with Milwaukee since the bubble began? So Milwaukee, starting the bubble, I've downgraded them two points, RJ. Two points for not caring about the eight and then losing one game. That's absurd. Well, it's all about Chris Middleton, that he has struggled so mightily. He has become And they're just still an winning by player. double digits. And they're still winning by double digits against bad teams, yes. Oh, the playoff team that now you deem bad. <laughs> and what did you do with the Lakers? The Lakers, I have actually a net upgrade by half a point from the start of the bubble. Explain that to me. I pretty much am willing to take those eight games that they played so poorly in and I'm willing to forgive it because once the playoffs have started here against Portland and the one bad game, they flipped the switch. And with James and Davis <laughs> playing very well, I've upgraded the Lakers. Couldn't you just play that back and Phil Wayne could say, <laughs> Milwaukee, Milwaukee, just right over top it? Wouldn't it be the exact same thing? Uh, yes. 
<laughs> my work here is done. I'll see it. No, <laughs> here's the thing is Fez, you know, I was raised Catholic and my mom's one of those uh, go to church twice a week, you know, Wednesday morning mass kind of gals. And I can't remember the exact phrase. I, I think it's discompensation, dispensation, dispensation, I think, where if you commit a sin, if, you know, let's say somehow, some way you can get the authorities to say it's OK. All right. We're not talking communion here. We're talking about something else. Fez has his own little, hey, if a team plays badly, I decide if it means anything or not. Well, Mr. Fezzik, is there any, any rhyme or reason to it? Nah, nah, not that you can divine, but I'll tell you when it matters and when it doesn't. Is that fair to say, Fez? It is fair, but I am concerned about all the starters other than Giannis and Milwaukee. This sure looks like a deep team that's built to pound teams in the regular season, and that, that starting five other than Giannis doesn't scare me a bit. Well, you make a great point. There are playoff teams and regular season teams, and what's the hallmark of a regular season team? Usually a team that struggles when the games are tight, 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 um, and we know Giannis specifically from behind even a little bit really struggles relative to his performance typically. If you look at the regular season, not only did Milwaukee have, I think, the eighth best point differential ever, but in, in six of those prior seven, I think it is, I'm going, you know, I'm going by memory there, but it's in that range had won the title. So Milwaukee's in a situation that 80 plus percent of the time, historically, they would win the title. But somehow you got them losing in this. Oh, but you didn't pick them for the series, right? So who would you pick for the series at the current price? Oh, I would take Miami. You would? Yes. Hmm. But you're not doing it officially. You know what? I'm going to th- throw a curveball. I'm taking Miami. Official play in the series <laughs> as well. Jones, you notice how his, his, uh, his volume goes way up after two picks in four months when he, was, when he had that 12-game winning streak? Now it's like, yeah, like, why not? Uh, something, like, something sat wrong with him this weekend uh, during the uh, Denver game. Because yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's got a little bit of, uh, a little bit of uh, spice, as I would call it, in his voice. A little, <laughs> bit, of, little bit of anger there this and, time. And Jonas likes spice. That's Jonas <laughs> likes. I'm RJ Bo straight out of Vegas. We are talking about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. Now that was a good news read. Wow. I mean, it makes it so easy. Yes. So easy. I mean, he's rather than off of his name. I, I'm sure he's got the phonetic spellings right there, but still, I'm impressed. You used to do that, Jonas? Not like that. You weren't was, that good? No, I was terrible. Somehow you got put with us then? DeSager's De the best. Nobody, <laughs> nobody touches it. You always say Mr. Dan Byer's the best. It depends on who's working. Exactly. Yeah. John Thompson, you know, I was a youngster uh, with those Big East battles, like 12 years old, trying to bet. Nah, I, I didn't start till I was 14. Kids, don't do it. Wait till you're 18. But unless you're betting amongst your friends, and then who knows, right? Is, though, listen to mom. <laughs> you agree with all that, Jonas? Yes. Because I mean, your spice talk, I've got to make sure we're more family friendly here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, this, it really shows you, if you were around for those Big East battles, I mean, Fez was in his 20s. Fez, I mean, you remember that. I mean, you weren't much of a sports fan at that point. But, I mean, you think about Georgetown, and it was four. I mean, you think about Georgetown and John Thompson is his freshman year, 
They play in the championship game against, oh, I don't know, Dean Smith, James Worthy, and MJ. And that was the famous MJ hits the shot. Sleepy Floyd throws it away at the end of the game. He ended up being the leading scorer in the history of Georgetown. But everyone remembers that play as the key play for him, Sleepy Floyd. And then in 84, they played against Hakeem Olajuwon in Houston in the final, won a title. And then the next year was the famous Georgetown. Now, this is now Ewing as a senior, three times in the final four and uh, and went up and ended up having the uh, loss against Villanova, which was one of those historic – it was a perfect game from Villanova. That was all in three or four, or four years of Patrick Ewing – and obviously, college basketball is not the same. I was really intrigued. Last thing on this, um, he, when they won the title against Houston, Georgetown, Thompson was the first African American coach to win as the head coach any NCAA title, not just basketball, any sport. Heck of an accomplishment, and also in his career, never reached those heights, quite those heights again, but he coached Matumbo, he coached Allen Iverson, and uh, Alonzo Mourning, and just a heck of a career, and, and really was meaningful, I think, or I know, uh, as a disciplinarian, and you know, someone that was a real face of college basketball in the 80s, and if you hear the people like a Michael Wilbon that knew him well, uh, speaking in very uh, reverent tones about the just passed away John Thompson. Any Matt, do you remember those Big East battles, Jonas? I, I used to love the Big East tournament. Like that used to be for because college basketball was my favorite sport growing up. So I just I remember the Big East tournament was always a big deal. Madison Square Garden, just the presentation of it. And it just always felt like this is going to be a physical game. It just was a different type of basketball than what we see now. And so I remember that. And then I also remember him, John Thompson, as a broadcaster. I thought he was really good. I think he worked for TNT for years and years and was uh, did uh, did color commentary for TNT. And I thought he was fantastic. And you've, I've never heard anybody say a bad thing about him. Like, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody who doesn't get along with John Thompson, or at least at the very least, have a ton of respect for him. Uh, that's all you can do is live a, live a good life and uh, salute and rest in peace. All right, yeah. when we come back, you know it's football season. Why? Not one best bet, just from Fez. No, Fez and RJ with a best bet. One in football, one tonight's basketball. That's coming up next, but first, straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we've been counting down 32 all the way to 1 in our NFL team rankings and previews. We are into the single digits. Team number 9 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay, number 9 in Fezzik's ratings. I'm trying to calculate how many best bets he has today. 1, Miami, tonight, plus 5. He took that late bad number, took 1 for the team. Also, impromptu, he said, give me Miami for the series. What's the, what price did you get on that, Fez? Plus 340. Plus 340. And now he's like, huh, I'm counting down the NFL teams, make it a best bet. Over, under, Fez. What, first of all, what's the over, under win total for the Tampa Bay Bucks? Nine and a half wins, RJ. You're going? Best bet under nine and a half. Don't have to pay any vig on this, so it's uh, even money under awesome. nine and a half. It's all about Tom Brady being overrated. Tom Brady has made a career out of being an accurate quarterback. In the vast majority of his years, he completes a percentage higher than the NFL average. The NFL average is 64%. Well, last year, Brady had a huge downturn in accuracy. He was below average in terms of his completion percentage. And I know what the naysayers are saying. They say, wait a minute, Brady didn't have any weapons. He didn't have anybody open. But as it, but as it turns out, there's a stat under next-gen stats that says, well, how many should you have completed if you're an average quarterback? And as it turns out, Brady was the 32nd best quarterback in terms of how many he completed versus what he should have completed. He should have been more accurate last year. He was not. Okay, now that is stunning. So a guy who made his career as an accurate passer, not a gigantic arm on Brady, though he had an underrated arm, I think, and for a long, long time, better than average, better than average completion percentage. Steve, would you be able to read us, because since you told us that 64%, would you be able to read us like every completion percentage NFL average for all of Brady's years if we had time? I just had the last two years oh, before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Darn. But the fact is, the idea that now you're not just doing an old school counting stat, an old school box score stat. You're saying, wait a minute. How good is he? Let's grade it per play. And to me, that's been one of the real uh, revolutions in analytics. You need to look at analytics factors numbers that are graded per play football outsiders does it next gen stats does it in the nba they have it done and it tells you just so much more and i know in the long run you can say it's going to even out but it doesn't you don't sometimes there's receivers that are good that don't have a big name and the receiver i mean look at tampa bay whatever love there is right now for that receiving core it's certainly escalated in the last year right so but those guys were you know almost as good or as good last you know or entering last year let me ask you this speaking specifically Fez of Brady and you've got a best bet on the under nine or nine and a half under nine and a half even money oh yeah don't forget that (laughs) even money minus or plus a hundred now if Winston, if you, if you snapped your fingers and Winston was the quarterback for Tampa, how much would you upgrade or downgrade Tampa Bay? I would downgrade them by just half a point per game. So you think Brady, who you've got ranked where in your top quarterbacks? Number 19. Number 19. 
All right, all male. It's his Twitter account is at Fezzik Sports. F E Z Z I K. So F E Z Z I K Fezzik Sports. Just tell him how crazy he is. So name me a couple quarterbacks right in the range of break. Give me like numbers 17, 18, 2021. Josh Allen. <laughs> Kyler Murray. Uh huh. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh. Andy Dalton. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's Andy Dalton? 21. So he's like within sniffing distance of Brady. Yes. So, Jonas, you you do an amazing job of being respectful of the Sharps. I mean, what do you think of what Fezzik said? Does it resonate with you, or do you think he's crazy? I find it a little hard to believe that Tom Brady is just barely better than two backups, one of them being a third stringer in Jameis Winston and then the other being Andy Dalton. I, I agree. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this. And I'm not sure. I mean, I probably got Brady more towards 14 or 15, so I don't have him that much higher. I think what Fez – and I agree. I like his pick here. I just think it was too much love. But remember, Tampa Bay was underrated last year. They could have effectively – and Fez, I know you think a 9-7 and seven team. Defense was pretty good. And I actually think Bruce Arians is the issue, and I think COVID's the issue because this is a huge transition, and age is the issue, obviously. I agree on the under. One more best bet for me. I'm going with Oklahoma City tonight. You know why? Because whenever I see such an extreme result, we know it's the, the vagaries of the night to night in the NBA. Teams just get blown out. And what happens in that case? Well, you got Houston feeling like they got a cushion, and you've got OKC fighting for their playoff lives. So the zigzag would say the line would have went from five to four and a half or four. No, it went up. The public is being misled. They're thinking, oh, it was an easy one. And I know it was all about Westbrook. No, they weren't that good with Westbrook. It was a fugazi. It was a nice win. But I'm getting an extra half point with even more motivation. R.J. Bell, best bet, Oklahoma City tonight in the game, plus five and a half. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations. In-store curbside, visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, if you missed any of today's show, including multiple best bets, you can check out the pod cast of foxsportsradio.com we are back tomorrow 6 p.m eastern time right here on fox sports radio right out of- Vegas! 